Welcome to another exciting episode of The Nuclear View, a weekly podcast of the National Institute for Deterrent Studies, where we want to advance peace, promote stability, and remind you to think deterrence. The views of the guests are their own. Hey, welcome to another exciting edition of The Nuclear View. Uh, no, don't change your dials. Uh, I am not Adam Lowther. I am Chris McGiffin. Uh, we have uh, sent Adam Lowther off on assignment, and uh, we've asked him to uh, improve uh, on a few areas before we invite him back. <laughs> but no, we, uh, he's just unable to be with us this week. So I am going to fill in uh, as best I can as our host. Uh, and today we've got an, uh, an interesting experience here for you. Uh, we're going to take the, some time here to sort of look backwards. Uh, you've listened to, I guess at this point, maybe some 35 podcast episodes. We've been broadcasting podcasts now since the beginning of December 2022. And uh, we've really enjoyed it as far as how we utilize this for our uh, education forum of our National Institute for Deterrence Studies mission. And the Nuclear Review, of course, is a podcast of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, but we've really never taken the time to tell you what the heck is the National Institute for Deterrence Studies? Uh, we keep hearing NIDS and, um, and, and these other terms. And we're, we kind of thought, well, maybe we really didn't properly introduce ourselves. So today I've got the president of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, Jim Petrosky. Uh, that should be a, a name and a voice you recognize. Uh, and he is going to uh, sort of talk about, and we're going to talk about it together as I am uh, the Vice President for Education. And together with Adam Lowther, who is our Vice President for Research, uh, the three of us, uh, along with um, Bill Murphy, uh, are the co-founders of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. And we're going to spend um, a few minutes here of our podcast sort of just acquainting you with who we are, why we exist, what our goals are, and how maybe you can participate beyond just uh, listening to the podcast. Jim, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fine. And thanks, Curtis. I know uh, you're not used to being the uh, leader on this uh, podcast, but I'll say I, I do I do appreciate that you made a slight change to what we're doing. I thought you said that since Adam wasn't here, we were going to use the time to berate Adam <laughs> as much as we could uh, since he was out of town. Um, but we are uh, actually we're happy he got a chance to to take a break. He's going to take a, a, a break from here uh, in uh, sort of a mission planning and he's going to take a little bit of vacation time. He's going to become uh, you know, come back bigger, better, stronger, faster. He's going to be the bionic Adam when he returns and that'll be good for us <laughs> and good for him. But the, in all seriousness, uh, I agree with you. I think it's a great time for us to sort of look back at the National Institute for Deterred Studies. And, and you know what, Curtis, today's the 16th of August. And what's amazing about today, this being an unofficial anniversary, because I went back and looked at my calendar and it was the 17th of August, 2022. And we had our very first meeting where we, the co-founders got together and came up with the name NIDS. <laughs> We weren't even sure at that time, if you That's recall, right. that we were going to be the National Institute for Deterrence Studies because we had so many different ideas 
and so many thoughts about where we would go and how we would land. And I'm just, you know, excited that today, you know, almost a year later, where we are is pretty cool. And I hope we'll be able to talk about that today and give our listeners an idea of, of, of what we've become, what we want to do and where we're headed. Cause that's really important when you've invested time listening to us as well as contributing to us, as well as interacting with us in some cases with emails and personal invites and discussions as we've been at conferences, et cetera. So I'm excited about today talking about these things. I think it's important that people see, you know, what's going on. Well, I, I agree with you. And it's amazing. Uh, I remember that day as we bantied about a bunch of different name possibilities. Some of them were quite comical. Um, others were uh, quite rudimentary. But uh, I'm really happy with where we landed uh, on the term National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Uh, it is perhaps the clearest descriptional title that we could ever have uh, as far as matching it to what we do. When I, when I look at our mission, I look at our mission, it says that NIDS is a bi-practitioner for practitioner institution that influences deterrence thinking and culture through applied research, education, and consulting. Jim, after a year, is that what we still are? Oh, absolutely, Curtis. In fact, I think the, the bi-practitioner for practitioner, if I remember, you know, I, I want to back up a little bit here. So I, I, just because I came out of government, I was teaching at AFID at the time, I had been in government service since I was 17 years old. At the ripe age of, of 60 years old, I retired finally from AFIT and got away from being in government and, and taking over as president. And I thank you and I thank uh, you and the other co-founders, Adam and Murph and uh, Gerald Goodfellow, who was involved in all of the development of who we are, uh, having the faith and a little guy like me to take a, take on the presidency of this organization. But I just want to highlight that I wanted to really do this and find out about, you know, building a company and organization and an organization like this. But I'll say when you, I, and I think it was you, it may have been uh, Murph, but one of the two of you said, how about the National Institute for Deterrent Studies? And as you remember, I said, I don't like that idea. <laughs> I <all."> remember. <laughs> I said, calling us NIDS sounds really bad. And now I, it just rolls off the tongue. We're NIDS. And our catchphrase, think deterrence, was what I really liked because I like the idea of thinking and the concept of deterrence is so important to me. So going back to where we are, our mission statement, us being a bi-practitioners and for practitioners institution is what I believe highlights us as a unique organization that is a think tank, but also a think tank of people that are work, have worked it. We've been there. We've done that. We've all got the battle scars and the badges from being there. And now what we are able to do at, you know, within this organization and with this platform is to advance what we've learned and pass that on to someone else. Because that's really what I want to see happen is the influence is going to happen through other people picking up the, the flag and carrying it on from where we're leaving off. Because our influence, I hate to say it, but our influence in terms of our age over the next 20 years is going to slowly dwindle and someone else is going to pick that up. And when they do, it's going to be because we formed this organization and did that. So 
I'm excited about that. Um, I'll be honest. I love the mission statement. We thought of changing it after a year when we first built it. I don't think I'm going to change it at all. Uh, it might be a battle between us and the board, you know, as the board of directors. But I like the concept of influence thinking and culture and our three pillars of, uh, of, of work, research, education, and consulting. To me, they're all the same thing. You can't, I can't separate consulting from education. I can't separate education from research. And I can't re- separate research from consulting. They're all the same. And all of us have that sort of inner drive to do that. And that's what's exciting about being a part of this organization and making it run. Uh, Jim, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, uh, again, I, I still like the mission statement. I think it's accurate. If you look on our website at uh, thinkdeterrence.com, and look at our list of fellows, senior fellows, analysts, interns. I, I would challenge you to find a better group of people uh, in diversity of background uh, as practitioners. I, uh, I think it's uh, our obligation as these gray wolves, as we get older, <laughs> and, uh, and th- to pass on the, the knowledge and experience that we have to the to the younger generation that's going to grow into these leadership roles in our country and, and indeed the world uh, to understand the, the, you know, the, the peace um, value of deterrence. This is a war aversion. And uh, one of the things that I thought about when we were putting this organization together was um, in addition to, you know, loving our mission statement was that I wanted this organization to be uh, one that could uh, sort of be the antithesis to the anti-nuclear um uh, culture uh, that we are sort of uh, surrounded by when we look at social media and uh, and other areas. There's lots of advocates. There's lots of money uh, in the business of of um, of down talking nuclear weapons. The and this vilifying of nuclear weapons uh, and the the catastrophizing of their potential to to uh, cause um, war and damage and these sorts of things. And yes, if used, they will cause a great amount of damage. But it is the essence of that fear that sort of creates this hesitancy uh, in the world. And that sort of breeds this, that hesitancy breeds delay and delay sort of breeds inaction and inaction, you know, is peace. And so, uh, so I think that it's can, telling this story from a different perspective, um, while arguing from the point of view that we, it NIDS, I believe, is a uh, is a peace advocacy organization. We're a bunch of peaceniks. We just advocate for peace differently, uh, peace through strength um, and peace through uh, uh, a, a realistic lens of what nuclear deterrence can do to further the cause of peace. Well, Curtis, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, Thanks. You know, that's, that's really our bread and butter. You hit on a couple points I really want to hit on. So uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go backwards here with it. So first of all, your concept of us being a peace organization, you know, to be honest, I, you know, being a technology guy, I never really thought, about how our strategy was 
developed around not only maintaining peace, but also strategy around developing a world in which we can deter people from elevating warfare to the point where it becomes this, uh, what's this new word you just taught me? Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. I think that's, uh, I'm going to have to look that one up. But um, but in all seriousness, though, um, what I've learned since we've gotten together, and you and I were talking about this just the other day, um, what I've learned about the attachment of the technology and science side to the relevance uh, on the other side, people are seeing this in Oppenheimer and the other movies coming out, is that this builds an, a world that is peaceful. And then we are able to use this peace uh, construct to advance humankind in many different ways. Because when we're at war, we're not really advancing mankind. There may be advances. Don't get me wrong. You go back to the civil war, world war one and world war two. And a lot of things were learned, but you know, you know, as someone told me one time, well, you know, look at what happened during the Iraq war. We learned how to, you know, build prosthetics to be able to replace body parts. And I say, yeah, that's a horrible thing that we had to learn that I would much rather have been learning something else. And so you start to realize that when you look at this from a piece uh, a, a peace organization. And that's who we are. And that's sort of what drives us, which takes me back to the, you know, I'm going sort of backwards in, in your uh, discussion, you know, the people that are part of NIDS. And I, I can't help, uh, you know, I, I, I wrote recently to an, another organization because they'd asked about who we are. And I said, the strength of NIDS is our elite membership interwoven with technical and strategic academic professionals and operational and educational expertise in nuclear operations. In other words, we make that up. And although you, although I you know, jokingly said, you know, we're getting old, et cetera, we actually are, are acting young as an organization and acting young and, and concept because this idea needs to get out to the world in a very new and fresh way. Because nuclear weapons aren't old. They're not boring. The nuclear strategies are not old face. It's new and exciting and valuable for us as a world and us as a country. So, you know, that's sort of what drives us. So when we talk about NIDS. To me, what you've just discussed is our sort of foundational desire and what sort of drives us every day to do what we do. Yeah, Jim, you know, I look through our list of fellows, I count 22 PhDs or doctors um, out there, everyone else, you know, master's degrees in this space. Um, we see we have scientists and, and physicists, we have ec economists, uh, we've got business people, lawyers, uh, historians, uh, and then, of course, you know, military um, operators and uh, and and those sorts who have uh, you know been out there, you know, sort of doing that mission um, uh, on the pointy end of the spear. Lots of experience. Most of these people have been educated both in the civilian academic world as well as the military uh, 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 higher education. Uh, capacities and and I think it's uh, it really it lends to a, a good blend of um, of these expertise and how they sort of this melting pot of these different expertise. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, 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 Curtis. I'll I'll say that you know when I when I think back, you know, again, since we're doing this as sort of an anniversary, and I think back mm-hmm. where we started and where we are now, I couldn't be more proud, proud in a good way, of the people that we've attracted, and 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 really a lot of the attraction's been through you, and and Adam has really been a. a a really strong uh, pull in this, you know, I'm said I'd pick on him, but no, I want to give him, you know, reap praise on him for being out there and finding people and drawing them in. And I'm, I'm really proud of the kind of people that have been attracted to this organization who see its benefit and value. And that drives me almost every day. You know, I think we have 46 professionally broad contributing members. That's the, the number I, I added it up earlier today too, when you asked me and you asked me what, what is my number one thing? That's it. People are the number one thing because people will make a difference. The people will go out, they'll talk about us. People will contribute. People will think people will interact. We are a diverse group of people and therefore you're going to get a broad understanding of what's happening, but you're also get differences of opinions. Um, I also will say, uh, while I'm talking about things I'm really proud of, I'm proud of a lot of things that happened in this organization. But the other thing is, we have a lot of fun doing this. I don't think, I, I can't think of a single time we've interacted either with our fellows, with any of our professional folks, even with people that have contacted us and had said, hey, what about NIDS and what can you do with us? And what can you, you know, what can you do for us? And what can we do for you? We always have a good time talking to them. We always have uh, you know, we always are open with our opinions and we know each other real well. It's a group of friends and I like to keep it that way. And we've been doing that. Not that we don't have disagreements as you well know, and I won't air them here on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but, but although we have disagreements, you know, it's a collegial group having fun because we're all serious about what Absolutely. we're doing. And that would be the other piece is the seriousness of who we are. I totally agree with you. And then I'd like to add one more to your thoughts, which is the fact that we are a think tank that's outside of the beltway uh, in the DC area um, Mm -hmm. has its, you know, pluses and minuses. Uh, One of the minuses is of course, we're not in the beltway, right? We can't attend or, you know, these conventions and meetings and workshops and uh, speakerships and whatnot. Yes. You know, I'm not fighting traffic in the Pentagon, in the Pentagon or around the Pentagon or any, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm also, we all live out in the hinterlands, right? Uh, we're all living in different parts of the country and we're picking up the perspective of our grassroots uh, in, in how this is. And, and you would be surprised at how much of America, even when you look at the recent surveys, supports America's nuclear weapons, its nuclear deterrence, mm-hmm. and, and its arsenal of democracy in that sense. Uh, so, so I find that to be one thing. The other thing I want to note the one thing that I, I'm also very proud of with NIDS is that I look at us as an incubator for thinkers. Um, we provide an opportunity um, for people to join us. Just last week, we had six new members join us, right? I mean, we've got folks from other countries. We've got, uh, you know, all all backgrounds. And and they're joining us because they want to be a part of a, of a grassroots effort to to think about this problem set in a slightly different way. Right. And, uh, and so, and there's a lot of folks out there that says, you know, I've always wanted to be in a think tank, but I'm not really sure I know how to get into Brookings or CSIS or Hudson or any of these biggies out there, whether they're on the, you know, the left on the right or in the middle. And what I love politically, what I love about 
NIDS is that we are an incubator. We can get you started. We can think, you know, teach you how to think about these things and, uh, and, and grow uh, those areas uh, as we apply them into our, our three, our three pillars. So I wanted to ask you, Jim, as we move on here, uh, you know, we've got these, these three focuses, focus areas uh, of NIDS that we, we like to do their education, research and consulting. You've mentioned all of them in passing. I'd like to spend a minute or two or three uh, talking about each one of these and getting your thoughts on those. Um, you know, uh, let's, let's start on research. What are your thoughts on how, on, on NIDS um, as a research organization uh, for a think tank sort of thing? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, thanks, Curtis. I was going to start somewhere else just because I wanted to heap some praise on you, but we'll start with the research. Ed. And again, research is so fundamental to everything we do. And so all of us at NIDS, uh, you know, uh, especially those of us in the board of directors, sort of the main, main players, we spend an active time every week researching articles, researching uh, upcoming events, researching uh, ideas and bouncing them off of each other. And so what I've seen, you know, if you've looked at what we've done, we've produced over 14 popular articles. You've seen those out there. We've had three technical articles and peer reviewed publications came out of NIDS and, in, in you know, in, in the past year. And those are ones that are directly with us. And we have a whole host of them in, in the queue because it takes a while to get these things moving. If you've never published, if you've never published before, um, you would find out that uh, you know take some time. You got to think it through. You got to put it into into a, a, a format that's uh, digestible by the organizations that are taking those articles. And we've begun to build a reputation of having valuable articles that get out get out into the public. Some of them are controversial. That's good. Some of them are straightforward. That's good. And some of them are on the fringes. That's also good. We want to be a think tank that's, that has that broad uh, expertise. But the other piece is, and I'll tell you, the, the, I realized when we were really doing this, when we got the call from the head of GSR, Global Security Review, um, Joshua Ball, and he contacted us and said, hey, I would like to see if we could build some sort of a partnership. And we ended up acquiring Global Security Review, and we are about ready to launch, help help to relaunch that uh, website that will also provide for publication opportunities at the very uh, lowest strategic level for students who are thinking about ideas, but also at the highest strategic levels so that we can reach out almost instantaneously to senior leaders, government officials, whomever, who will be part of that, uh, being able to see that that site on the web and, and make a difference. Again, we want to make that cultural difference by getting people to think. I don't want people to think like me. I want people to think and then work it out. And then we'll work it out together as we put those out. So from a research standpoint, I know you asked me that first, that's where I see is, is really ha- helping here. And again, I'll, I'll repay, repraise again back to Adam because he's really driven as well. That's what his strength is. And he drives that as a vice president for research. Uh, I, I can't, um, I can't agree with you more. Uh, I think the acquisition. You always are agreeing with me. Well, you're my Stop president. doing that because I keep telling people. Don't. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and I do have payroll. That's right. To do here at the uh, end but of the uh, month, but so. in any case, um, 
uh, you can send a few bananas my way, um, is the reality is, is that um, uh, GSR really is going to provide a lot of great opportunity for publishing, mixing in with our social media and being able to get um, our thoughts out um, on uh, nuclear deterrence and, and the greater strategies of global peace. And GSR, I think, will we'll look forward to seeing that, I think, in bigger areas, include talking about diplomacy and economics uh, and the roles they play in integrated deterrence. So uh, this is something that I think our listeners um, will be very excited to uh, to follow along and, and will keep it in their daily cross-checks when they sign in on their computers every morning. So I, I look forward uh, to, to doing that. Uh, I also know in research, you know, we're looking at some research centers for next year. Uh, to uh, to better organize uh, and focus our research with our fellows and those who might want to work with us in the future on those on those. So great job, Adam, uh, who is not with us today. Uh, he is on assignment. So let's. Yeah, Curtis, you you sort of jumped me there on on you know what's up and coming. Yeah. So I was sort of holding out on that, but the I, I do want to hit another area that I forgot to hit on on research because even though it seems like it fits somewhere else, the podcasting, just like this podcast and nuclear mm-hmm. knowledge, those are also results of valuable research, and they provide they provide a forum for us to again consolidate our thoughts, condense it, you know, to a, to an idea or a thought. And it also allows us to bring in our contributing members, you know, uh, uh, many of you know, uh, that are, that are working with us now, but also I see this as a platform where an up and coming, uh, uh, professional in this area can, can back up and think about condense it, consolidate it and express ideas through providing that kind of knowledge. And I've learned that as a professor, I learned so much. And you, you always hear that from teachers, you know, what's the best way to learn something? Teach it. Well, the podcast is similar to that in that if you back up and learn to speak it about it, speak about it. Yeah. I guess I should learn to speak (laughs) at all. Okay. But, but you, you learn to speak about it and you consolidate a way that the average person can listen to it and understand it and walk away saying, I learned something new. I have some new value from that. That's what I want them to do because as they become more knowledgeable through our podcast, they become more aware. And so both of those things happen together. So that's the other piece of research that I don't want to let go. And we've been doing that for a long time and it's you know, weekly. Yeah. We're doing right. a lot. And so let me carry on with that. Uh, and in, in an effort to show that I don't always agree with everything you say, um, I actually see <laughs> our podcasts more as an educational value. These are what I refer to as micro learning. But, uh, but to your point, a lot of research goes in to prep those. And so let's talk about education as one of our pillars um, and, and how education plays. You mentioned the word awareness. Uh, I think a lot of what NIDS value is, is to increase the awareness of the value of nuclear weapons, the value of that, that and how they contribute to, to the war averting value, i.e. peace, uh, of nuclear deterrence, but other deterrence as well. Um, give me your thoughts about uh, NIDS and its education mission. Well, yeah. And, okay, so first of all, Curtis, I want you to reach behind yourself open your hand and pat yourself on the back because as the vice president for education, you've really driven this. And first of all, we come from a group of, of 
educators. And so I always look at education as a component of what we're doing. The NIDS Academy that you've stood up, a platform that provides education in real time for the common person to be able to reach it 24 and 7. We've stood that up as a way to do remote learning, to be able to do micro-credentialing and support everything from the workforce who's entering to all the way, I, I would say, to the senior leaders, even you know, senior government leaders who have an interest in understanding the concepts of strategic uh, strategic uh, deterrence, uh, the the value of the con- concepts of it, and the technologies and the requirements to maintain such a valuable resource for our country in maintaining peace. So pat yourself on the back. So that's my first piece because no, I'm I'm really was I'm really impressed with it. Uh, we're getting courses out there. We're working those out. But the other piece about education that I think is really important is I have watched, and I'm going back to people, I have watched since we've we've come to, to being, two of our members have gotten PhDs. Three of our members have gotten master's, uh, master's degrees as they've been working with us. Okay. And I feel like we're a part of that. And I want to foster that more. I want people to advance their careers, build build career paths that make them educated, knowledgeable, and again, thinkers in this area, because we don't have all the, all the thoughts and our thoughts may change, you know, our thoughts and ideas will change over time as the strategic environment, as the world progresses and moves along. And we need people that have already given some thought to the ideas of the peacekeeping value of nuclear weapons and a strong national security. We need people that can think that way so they can face those challenges of the future that, that we haven't even thought about yet. They're the, they're the ones that are going to do that in 2030, 2040. That's right. You know, uh, I've heard some estimates that, uh, that there are elected officials uh, that only a small fraction of elected officials really understand nuclear deterrence and the nuance and uh, and these sorts of things. And of course, they're the ones making decisions. Military leaders, not every military leader can be can uh, can we assume that they understand this concept either. Uh, I, I like to remind. Well, yeah. and I I want I want NIDS that's right. to be the people, that's and right. that's probably yep. where you're heading. I want them to look at us as that's a resource. Right. You know, if you're if you're a listener now and you think that you need to understand these concepts, uh, 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 the the concept of national security, mm-hmm. peace through deterrence, you know, strong national security presence, even if you aren't on board with us, listen to the concepts. Find out. I'd be happy to hear what you you know uh, uh, hear other views, but our national leaders need to know that this is a concept that has endured for many years, and there's a history to support. No, it. no, you're so absolutely right, Curtis. I, I get excited. And, and and I think it doesn't matter what federal or state agency you're in. Deterrence plays a role. If it's a law enforcement mission, deterrence plays a role. If it's a if it's a national security mission, Department of State, Department of Energy, Department of Treasury. Uh, there is a deterrence role that needs to be understood. So I would uh, I would highly encourage folks uh, to to think about how deterrence might apply in their special you know niche of the world, the things that they do um, in, in how in how we think about this, whether it's uh, you know dealing with uh, the the, the, the uh, you know the issue of great power 
competition all the way down to uh, counterterrorism and uh, law enforcement issues and so forth. So uh, uh, deterrence plays in almost everything. Heck, we use deterrence when we raise our children. Right. So it's it's very important to understand uh, if you've ever been uh, if you've ever slowed down because you uh, you saw a police officer hiding uh, behind the bridge, um, uh, you've been deterred from speeding. So you will understand the psychology of deterrence uh, on a day to day basis. So uh, these things uh, are, uh, matter and in, in how they play. So uh, so thank you. And again, I would also throw out our social media, LinkedIn and uh, and Twitter uh, X formerly known as Twitter. X, uh, just not getting to get that down yet. Um, uh, but, uh, uh our handle there is, uh, at think deterrence. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter again, we're also on LinkedIn. Uh, you can surf us up as uh, national Institute for deterrence studies, um, on LinkedIn. And for those of you who care, we are also on getter. Uh, and, uh, we try to be, uh, everywhere or most places we can, <laughs> Uh, okay. And, uh, and so let's, uh, we got a few minutes left, Jim, let's talk about, uh, consulting. Uh, that's probably the one area I think we're still, uh, maybe, uh, just kind of starting to, to push out here as, as we seek to get into some consulting. How do you see our consulting, um, uh, pillar moving forward? Uh, if not what we've already accomplished, how do you see that playing a role in, in NIDS? Yeah, so I, I appreciate that, Curtis, and, and I'll agree with your assessment that we've really focused on the education, the outreach, the research mission um, over the over the year, and that's not that's not by chance. We decided that early on that would be our piece. One, because in order to be a consultant, you have to have an established organization. You have to be well known and you have to build a reputation and we've only been around well less than a year officially and in that year we have built some of that reputation so my my goal in reaching out and and getting this outreach to the consulting side is to build us as trusted agents who will be able to provide quality and serious response to needs of organizations that wish to make decisions about our national deterrence. Mm -hmm. We are part, we want to be part of the input to that decision-making process. And the way you do that is through the established research, through your reputation, through the education, but we have not done that as much. Um, Part of it is we are, relatively small we're building and part of it is uh, to be honest a lot of the consulting work that is being done or has been done um is uh when you get into the nuclear work is done behind closed doors in a classified environment typically because it's typically of that realm and we've done some uh, we haven't done none but we haven't reached out as much as possible so do I know do I know the way forward well once the reputation's there as always I like when people contact me and need uh, need output that is done by our excellent uh, group of people. We have a, a group of people we've built over time. So that would be my initial answer. Uh, we just haven't been able to get the foothold yet. And I think that that foothold is coming because we're building the reputation. We're growing in the right way. Um, but it certainly is probably the least strong of our, uh, uh, of our uh, three pillars of um, oh, what do we call them? Our um, 
lines of effort. Well, Jim, I, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, we couldn't do all things at once and you got to establish your bona fides. And, and, uh, and I think, uh, I'm looking forward to 2024 as being that sort of time where we maybe begin to turn Mm -hmm. that corner and focus more on our, um, consulting, but not at the expense of our education or our research. I see these things all complementing one another. Here at NIDS, we are original thinkers. We're working on projects that are not, I don't think are being worked on anywhere else. And, uh, and so we are looking forward to, to sharing that uh, in the future here with this on some of the projects that we are working on. Um, okay, well, let's, we're going to wrap things up here. We're, we are, we've come to that time where we've got to uh, say goodbye. Um, I know that uh, I'm going to give you your last say here, Jim, but I do want to remind our listeners that NIDS is a 5013C nonprofit. Uh, and we survive on donations. And uh, while we would never uh, be so um, uh, so bold as to beg for, uh, uh, your support. Uh, uh, we, we do appreciate, uh, anybody who is interested in supporting us. And, uh, we are looking forward to expanding a lot of the things that we need to do, but you know, everything needs resources and that's always the challenge, right, Jim? We always got to have resources. We wish we could yep. snap our fingers and make it all appear, or we could just do it all for free. Uh, but nonetheless, it is, uh, you know, the world, the world lives on resources, unfortunately. And so, uh, here we are and Kimberly, our producer is very expensive. And so we have to make sure that we can afford her. <laughs> uh, so in any case, uh, I want to thank you, Jim, um, for, uh, explaining NIDS to our listeners. It's been a, like I said, it's been, well, since December that we've started the podcast, but uh, we've never really introduced ourselves to the listenership. Now we actually have real listeners. So (laughs) so someone can actually hear it. If we had done this on day one, uh, nobody would have cared. So uh, in any case, uh, we do appreciate all that. Cleep, uh, and be sure to send in your, your emails and thoughts and ideas on what we can do better or, or the good things that you want us to keep doing. Uh, but Jim, uh, what are your final thoughts here as we, uh, as we uh, finish things up? Yeah. So there's a lot in store. If you're not following NIDS, you need to follow us. There's a couple things coming up that I, I, I do want to highlight. One is we will be building some focused research centers in the next year. That's on my list of to do's. Uh, you'll hear more about that as we move forward or, or check out our, our uh, website and we'll be uh, updating that. But primarily we want to focus our research efforts and our contributing members in a way that we become more productive and uh, provide more output. And of course that we are able to, you know, provide for the thinkers and the leaders of our country to make those decisions that keep us at peace. The other one, uh, the other thing that we're doing um, that uh, we do, we also want to reach out to is advancing uh uh, outreach to the younger uh, folks through the concept of what we're going to call NIDS kids. And you're going to hear more about that. Uh, that may be something that you would like to get involved in, uh, both uh, from a family standpoint or from uh, from your uh, young teen standpoint, because we'd like to reach out to that uh, those folks as well. And then last and certainly not least, we have great, generous donors to our organization. And that's what kept us alive, made my job very much easier because we have some tremendously uh, 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 gratuitous uh, uh, donors for us, but we still need more funding. And so what we will be doing in September 
our last month before we hit our first true official anniversary is we will be uh, conducting a donor drive that will give you an opportunity not only to donate and make a difference through those donations, but also we will have uh, gifts to provide to you to show you're a great donor. And we've got some some ideas that we're throwing around. You're going to see those in early September. I'm tote bags? Are we going to have some now, tote bags? But- well, I'm thinking t-shirts, <laughs> tote bags, uh, maybe even some really nice bling. But we'll, uh, we're going to hold on to that for now. That's going to come out in September. And uh, keep an eye on us at LinkedIn and on X. And, of course, at our public website at thinkdeterrence.com. And as always, I appreciate our many listeners. We started this with zero <laughs> And we've had over uh, 5,000 downloads for sure. Uh, I, I only get the updates about every two months because of the way they, uh, they pull this together. But uh, my goal is to be at 10,000 downloads by the end of September. You can help that by letting other people know to listen in and, uh, and help get the word out. And as always, um, if you have questions, send them to us at askdids at thinkdeterrence.com. Well, thank you, Jim. Let's wrap it up here. So, uh, again, appreciate it on behalf of uh, Jim Petrosky, the president of National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Adam Lowther, uh, who uh, is our normal host, again, who's on assignment, uh, our vice president for research, and myself, Curtis McGiffin, vice president for education. We will let you know that we appreciate you, uh, our listeners. We appreciate your time. And uh, the last thing we want to remind you to always think deterrence. Thank you for listening to this week's The Nuclear View. We hope you found it engaging and valuable. The Nuclear View is released each Wednesday and is a production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, a 501c3 organization. We are dependent upon donations to provide our podcasts. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of the peacekeeping value of U.S. strength, and of our national deterrence. We occasionally answer questions from our valued listeners. If you wish to send us questions on a topic, please send your email to asknids at thinkdeterrence.com. That's asknids, one word, the at symbol, and thinkdeterrence, one word, dot com. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other weekly podcast, Nuclear Knowledge. You can catch all of our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com under the Deterrence Podcast tab. We thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear view, where we want to advance peace, promote stability, and remind you to always think deterrence.